This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I'm an attorney retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant, expert witness, author, and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to speak about the concept of latent defect as it applies to insurance claims. Cases that provide coverage despite an exclusion for latent defects, fall generally within two categories. The court determines either that one, the defect could have been discovered through the appropriate testing and it is therefore not latent, or two, the loss resulted from a contributory covered risk. The First Circuit Court of Appeal, in a case called Ardente v. Standard Fire in 2014, held that a policy will define latent defect as a hidden flaw inherent in the material existing at the time of the original building of a yacht, which is not discoverable by ordinary observation or methods of testing. The word inherent requires that a latent defect be characteristic of or intrinsic to the material. The word flaw imposes the exact opposite requirement. It includes problems with a specific piece of material, but not problems characteristic of the material itself. In short, giving the terms their plain and reasonable meaning, there can be no such thing as an inherent flaw. In Zung v. State Farm, a 1989 decision of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal, the court first held the damage due in part to inadequate protection against soil expansion was excluded under a policy exclusion for faulty materials or workmanship. As an alternative basis for exclu excluding the plaintiff's loss, the court then went on to consider briefly the inherent or latent defects exclusion, where visual inspection of building and plans would have revealed the construction defects, or where construction defects were all unknowable, concealed by the ground, and the court held that the two cases, read together, suggest a general pre principle that defects in construction may constitute inherent or latent defects if the problems thus created are not readily discoverable. Because the design and construction defects at issue in the Zoom case, described as embedded in the ground, were discoverable only through expert examination of the apartment building and the soils beneath it, they were not readily discoverable as far as the Court of Appeal was concerned. In light of Zung's evident approval of other cases, it does not appear to stand for the general principle that defects discoverable only by expert examination are per se latent, as explained a standard that classes as latent or inherent all defects whose discovery requires expert examination or analysis 
sweeps too broadly. From the viewpoint of an insured who is not an expert at detecting such defects, the exclusion would become meaningless. Refusing to apply a latent defect exclusion, the Fourth Circuit in U.S. West versus Aetna Casualty, a 1997 decision, the Fourth Circuit found that the district court had held, and the Fourth Circuit agreed, that as a matter of the literal language of the term latent defects are only those integral to the damaged property by reason of its design or manufacture or construction. However, in St. Mary's Area Water Authority versus St. Paul Fire and Marine Insurance Company, a 2007 decision of the Middle District of Pennsylvania, the latent defect exclusion was applied since the plaintiff's experts both traced the cause of a leak to a defect in a pipe. In Winans versus State Farm, the Ninth Circuit in 1992 adopted the latency test that the defect be not apparent upon reasonable inspection and held that a defect is latent if it is discoverable only through an intensive post-failure expert examination. In Winans, after the plaintiffs had noticed cracks and separations in footings, slabs, walls, and ceilings in their home, State Farm hired subsurface exploration experts to investigate the cause of the damage. In rejecting the plaintiff's assertion, the experts had discovered the contractor's negligence after their preliminary inspection, which consisted of a visual inspection and the digging of two shallow test holes, the court impliedly found that such a preliminary inspection would in fact meet the test it had established. This test places an almost impossible burden on the insurer and does violence to the intent of the policy. In most cases, the studies required to establish an inherent vice exclusion would cost more than the loss itself. Contracts of insurance must be enforceable. The test proposed by the Winans Court seems to be too burdensome. In Carty v. American States, a 1992 opinion of the California Court of Appeal, the court held that construction defects in the plaintiff's home consisting of inadequate compaction of fill, inadequate reinforcement of the concrete slab, and lack of anchoring of the foundation to bedrock were latent because they were discovered only by expert examination, including soil testing, and hence were neither readily observable nor apparent on reasonable inspection. In my opinion, a reasonable inspection for purposes of the latent or inherent defect exclusion may under some circumstances include but not require appropriate expert assistance. This is the position taken by the California Court of Appeal in Chadwick versus Fire Insurance Exchange in 1993.
in Winston Square Homeowners Association versus Sentex, a 1989 California Court of Appeal decision, the court found that drainage problems in a townhouse development were patent, not latent. The cause of the problem, the contours of the land and the slant of the pavement, which did not allow for proper drainage, and the manifestations of the problem, ponding of water at various places throughout the development, were obvious. Where defective construction, design, or fabrication of property results in the property's failure or deterioration before its normal life, and the defect is not apparent upon reasonable inspection, but only after post-failure examination by an expert, then the resulting loss is caused by a latent defect. In that regard, see Acme Galvanizing versus Fireman's Fund, a 1990 decision of the California Court of Appeal. A majority of courts hold that the ensuing loss exception is applicable when the loss is the result of an independent or superseding cause that is covered under the terms of the policy. For instance, in Arnold versus Cincinnati Insurance Company, a 2004 decision of the Wisconsin Court of Appeal and Supreme Court, the court held that an ensuing loss must result from a cause in addition to the excluded cause, so that even if there is a latent defect and then a new moving cause brings about a loss that is not excluded, coverage will apply for the loss and the inherent vice or latent defect exclusions will not apply. This video was adapted from my book, Zelma on Insurance Claims, Part 104, Second Edition, which is available as both a Kindle book and as a paperback from Amazon.com and through my website zalma.com by clicking on the link to the insurance claims library. If you found this video to be useful to you, please forward it to your colleagues. It's free. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, my Rumble channel, and my blog so that you can be informed of future blog posts and videos. Thank you for your attention.